Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In this pop culture saturated world, what's a nerd to do? Hang out with your good pals on Nerdy Show, that's what. Our flagship podcast is a weekly celebration of the multifaceted D20 that is the modern nerd. When we're not devising horrors that combine VR and spiders or taste testing weird food, we're discussing the latest geek happenings, digging into our deepest nerd niches, or interviewing a celebrity or two. Head to nerdyshow.com or find us on iTunes and experience a multiverse of awesomeness. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to episode three of RPG from Scratch. I'm your host, Josh, and with me today are the standard homebrew hombres, Max Wessel. The cute one. Liam Malone. The wild card. And Doug Banks. The normal guy. The mollusk. The duggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> so, last week we met our uh, our players of who's going to go through our campaign, and off air we came up with a dope-ass logo and name for our campaign. It is Echoes of the Star Crypt. Ah! Yeah, cue guitar solo. Remember, all the rules changes that we're committing are going to be available on our wiki. And if you visit patreon.com slash RPGFS, uh, the $5 tier, all PDF materials that we create, you get that as we release them. And then you can scroll back through and get all the old ones, too, if you're, if you're new to the show. So right now we're working on the first three steps for all of the paths, as well as the basic race descriptions. We're going to try to maybe... I'm, I'm, I'm iffy if we want to also make artwork while we're doing this. I know everybody likes artwork. I like artwork too, but... I feel like they're going to go change a whole lot. Yeah. And also, man, when you're really trying to nail down the rules, it does feel like going over and making some artwork is a way to procrastinate. We've already changed races a few times. So. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I've been drawing. <laughs> so... In addition to that, I just built a way to display all the path features and abilities as cards, similar to how they, the Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition character builder did it. Which I never cut off that sheet. Yeah, exactly. Ever I once. just used it as a sheet. I found it, it really helps me at the table when I'm a player. If you guys don't want to use that, you don't have to. There's plenty of space on your character sheet that we've made now to put what your abilities are. They're pretty great, though. But if you guys have a good way of tracking the abilities you have when you have a lot, please let us know on our Patreon. You can always talk to us, even if you're if you're not a contributing patron. You can comment on our episodes. We'd love to hear any tricks or, or anything you guys have done. Wait, before we get to new business, can I bring up some old business? Yes. All right. So I've been thinking a lot about blunt weapons that we changed recently, mm-hmm. but we did that change before we separated dodge and armor class. You sure about that? Pretty sure we did. I think it happened at the same time. The way that blunt weapons function now and that they always do damage is they would not harm armored targets on a miss if they were heavily armored and they would be the bane of leather and cloth armored people. Right. Which is functionally the opposite of what blunt weapons do. Hmm. 
That's a good point. So yeah, the miss would probably not make it through the the damage resistance. So I was thinking maybe instead of they always do damage, they just ignore damage resistance and keep powering through armor. Ooh. But they would do more damage if you weren't wearing armor. I mean, in reality. Yeah, but they'd also it also you'd be more spry and they are slower attacks and you would be much more able to dodge. Yeah. I don't know. Because well, here's here's the thing. I understand what you're saying and why. The problem is that if it ignores damage resistance, it might make them way too powerful later really, on. Really, really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's keep that B in our bonnet then. All right, because I just thought I'd bring it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so something we're going to have to nail down, and we can probably just, we can almost phone this one in, but if somebody has a good idea, I want to I hear it, is currency. Um, right now, we could go the Dungeons & Dragons, World of Warcraft, you know, all that route where it's just... Gold. Where hundred copper is one silver. Hundred silver is one gold. And I had I was thinking, what if it's that substance? What substance? We were thinking the progenitor race would have left some kind of thing left behind mm-hmm. as a result of their grand technology that let them leave. And it's so what, 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 abundant that it can be currency. Yeah, yeah it would have like to be bottle really, caps. Huh? It'd have to be really. Abundant. But I think it would be something of value more than what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, um, what is the real world value comparison for copper, silver, and gold? Um, it's not a hundred to one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, it, and it shifts every day. It's not really because they're also a, a physical resource. Well, yeah, but um, I, I mean, just for like, for like a lay person, if you, if so, if like if I'm playing for the first time and I've never played our system before and I go into a dungeon and we kill some goblins and go, Oh, you found four copper. Am I going like, Oh, that's four cents to a dollar, or, or oh, that's four bucks. You know. Yeah. So like right now, an ounce of silver is fifteen dollars, like fifteen fifty four, and price of gold is, is much like twelve hundred or something. Yeah, yeah twelve hundred twenty four. Yeah. So it, it's that one is almost ten to one. No, that's almost a hundred to one. Yeah. Um. So that one's pretty close, but um, and it might be. That might be the same for copper. So it might be it might be right in there. But in it, any other system, we don't do that. We we just, like, you don't talk about how many cents you have in your bank. No. You talk about how many dollars. And you don't right. you don't have something above dollars. We just use something that represents more. Yeah. And if we want a banking system, which I think we do. Hard currency, like, coin currency gets weird. Yeah. If we're going to want banks to take your money, you just want a single unit of money you have tallied up. Like, oh, I've got uh, 10 million of this. You know, like that's right. yeah. useful. And its physical representation before it's a note could be something super dark and kind of brooding because I feel like that's the tone Maybe. that is kind of coming up. Like an orc dick? Yeah, like like an orc Petrif- stain. Petrified mm-hmm. orc dick. I don't know. Something's bones. It has to be something of value, though, because like the human empire is at war. Yeah. If it was based on something that's not valuable, it would be worth nothing. Yeah, it has to be some kind of resource. I mean, I like gold, but gold... Oh, which, I agree which with you. That we well, actually, like... Gold was not valuable no. when it was the most valuable. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't use it for... They only used it because it's pretty. Yeah. Uranium. That would be fucked up. Um, <laughs> Salt. Aluminum, you know? Aluminum would be fun. Because there would be a lot of it left over, and they don't yeah. know how to get it out of bauxite. Ooh, I like that a lot. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah. They'd be, like, aluminum chits. Like, a certain weight of aluminum is one... Yeah, and you can carry more of it, that's for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Aircraft-grade aluminum. People would just be like punching. Hmm. Should it be like one ounce of aluminum is one currency. They're made from old soda cans and stuff. But like, couldn't, um, yeah, couldn't we could you make... melt aluminum and just like make other like 
things with it. So it's like you can take aluminum right now and get a little uh, graphite crucible yeah. and mm-hmm. make you could turn your all your soda cans into aluminum ingots. In this world, if aluminum has like no other purpose, it just keeps track of money, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, what would you make from it? That's what that's you what know, that's what I'm saying. If you don't have it's like in yeah, the world you don't have of electricity. steel swords. Why would you want aluminum? Yeah, you couldn't make like yeah. you could make impressive looking armor that wouldn't hold up to anything. <laughs> oh no, it'd hold up. If you make aluminum thicker, it's a lot stiffer than steel is. That is and true. I have, I have seen thicker. people on YouTube make like aluminum knives out of like soda cans and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it, it won't hold an edge the way that steel will, yeah. but it it would deflect a blow, and you could wear a thicker piece without it weighing as much but people also just don't go around wearing plate mail for everyday use it's true and they didn't you know and and people put gold on armor back in the day and they did and it doesn't do anything like well it does now now we have lots of really good uses for it yeah but back then it was just it's pretty it's a pretty rock it's soft (laughs) yeah okay well i mean the the mineral chosen is if it's aluminum great but what's the uh system like what's it you know is it what, what, what do we call them well why don't we just call it whatever like chips it's a coin, like maybe a coin of aluminum, right? Yeah. And what and, and what and what would we call it? Like it's a. Well, that name would change for empire to empire, right? But it would be mm-hmm. roughly translatable based on weight. Based on weight, so you would say. So what we need is several different ones with different names that mm-hmm. each are, is a different mm-hmm. weight, and we need to make it relatively easy to understand. So so when you give your aluminum coins to a bank, they would tell you how much you have in the currency that, that bank is at. But if yes. you're like, yeah, but how, like how much? And they'd yeah. say you have exactly this much in weight. Okay, I like that. Let's just come up with two quick names. Yeah. The Akinotian Empire would make... Named after their emperor, their current emperor. But what is their their national creature? Hmm. It's a loony. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down. No, it's not just New Canada. We're using that for something later. New Canada sounds awesome. What about Third Canada? That sounds like way... Canon-da. Actually, I kind of like cannons. Cannons are good. Ooh, yeah. C-A-N-O-N? Yeah, like it's canonical or whatever. Or, what like or from cannons. Quarter cannon, half cannon, full yeah. cannon. Yeah, call them cannons. Yeah. yeah. How you like that, Doug? Uh, I mean, uh, written down, it seems cool, but when you speak it at the table, it sounds weird. Like you have like 1,500 cannons? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that sounds The like... siege will be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Roll for initiative. Uh, well, I have 1,500 cannons, and they're all separate. <laughs> so. That's true. What about chips? Almost like poker chips? Yeah, I feel like a chip would be a shape of it, but what would, like, we we call ours dollars. How about git, like G-I-T? Okay. It has a longer name, like, uh... I love the guttural nature of our system so far. Or, this yeah. is, maybe that's maybe it's too simple, but, like, you have git, but what about just get? Like, I got 12,000 gets. Like, because you, you get it. I like you that. They, we, yeah, it was like, I can get things with it. Isn't that a, uh, isn't that a ritualistic Jewish divorce? Yes. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so they're gets. For the time um, being, at least. <laughs> yeah, the, the Akinotian has the... Uh, how, about, how about they're called, like, uh, they're called gets, but everybody calls them Akis. All right. Because they're... Or we have two of them. We have the gets and the Akis. Mm-hmm. You say Akis? Like right. A-K? Yeah, A-K, A-K-I-E-S. Okay. Because they're the Akinotian. That's like slang for, like, buck. Like, I need so many bucks. Like, how many gets to an Aki? Maybe an Aki has, like, the emperor on it, and a get... It's just like, like the flag. Single, let's say the Akinotian coin or the, the, their, mm-hmm. their single unit, like we use dollars, their get is half of somebody else's. Maybe the Akinotian one is accepted far and wide, but the other one is older. So you can find it in more rural areas. And it is intentionally one third of the other one. The, the Akinotian get is one third because it's easier to trade down. Who has the longer empire? 
maybe maybe it's an empire that failed, but everybody still or, uses or that culture, measure. Yeah. yeah, Muslim cultures use uh, was it dinars? They could call it whatever they want, but because that is the name granted back then, they yeah. could keep doing it. Who are the Atlanteans? The Eshwins? they were the Savathians. It could be Savathian. We, we call it a Savoy. Savoys. Yeah. Does that mean something? Savoy. Savoy is a club in New York. It was a jazz club that was famous. But I think it also means something. That's probably why they named it that. I keep thinking of too many joke ones. <laughs> I think they might be a people. It's a cultural region in Western Europe already. Is it one of the Germanic? Geneva and yeah. Dauphina. I do like Savoy, though. It's got a nice ring to it. Let's yeah, we'll call them Savoy. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I doubt those people are going to be angry at us. If you're from there, fuck you. Well, if this is going to be on the internet, somebody's going to be angry at us. Well, good. Well, What are you going right. to do, Swiss? Come at us with your army? I hear they're very versatile. <laughs> we got our gets and our savoys and let's let's use the uh work that one savoy is worth three gets in weight in weight yeah cool with that all right problem solved next <laughs> next problem i love the idea of a party coming out of a dungeon with just like a big ass sheet of aluminum and they're like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> just a just a garbage bag full of aluminum cans that are just ancient yeah i used to only get five cents for these <laughs> this is now several thousand dollars we need to name our setting i still kind of like erd i mean you are urd we have an extra moon we should name both moons i'm thinking one is black and shiny so non-native what not, not our moon not our moon but the one that is our moon has a ring now what they're okay. called the brothers yeah, but each one needs its own name. Yeah. Is the black one, like, similar in size? I think it's smaller. Okay. Because we need to be able to make it, like, eclipse. Like, all three of them can eclipse together. Fat man. So it's smaller and closer. Yes. Cool. So it moves faster, too. Because of human biology, we always make the moon female. Yes. I think we should stick with that. Okay. But the other one maybe is her little sister or her dog or something. <laughs> you or know? Maybe the evil sister. Oh, that's good. Like, they're twins. Maybe like the dead the dead sister, because mm-hmm. she's like dark. Well, how fast is the rotation? It doesn't take a month. It takes two weeks. Maybe ten days. Jeez, ten, it's fast, right? But not so fast that you're like watching it move. Tetra. Is it tide locked? Let's say yes. Yes, it is. So it, the same face always faces yeah. us. Okay. Yeah. Then it, then it would the, the, having them be sisters or twin sisters seems fitting. Would anyone remember that it used to not be there though? No. No. Not at all. Yeah, I don't think not, so. I don't mean in their memory, but in just even in history. No. Okay. No, it's way too I long. mean, because we're talking like, what, it's like a million some odd years, right? Yeah. So I think our, our moon has a ring that is actually like satellites that are defunct, but it doesn't look like that from Yeah, we would have here. no idea. Yeah, exactly. And the other one is shiny, faces us, and... What would rings look like from Earth? The rings of the moon? Yeah, if the moon had rings, what would they look like from Earth? Would we see them as bands or? I not if it looks like one. rings. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it would be banded. After enough time, it, they would all be banded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying, what would they? What would they see? They would name it after what it looks like. It would kind of look like an eye. The wife and the maid, because one of them has a ring on it. Are they going to keep that tradition? Wedding, wedding rings are pretty recent. True. I do like that Beyonce style reference, though. What about yes. the, wa- the watcher and the listener? Because one looks like an eye. Yeah, I like that. Watcher and listener. Yeah. Or and you each could culture say, can have each culture can have their own their own mm-hmm. names for them. True. Each yeah. If each culture has its own name, I was thinking if it was twins and one was the good one and one was the bad one, the ring around the good one suggested the bad one won and is like imprisoned the other. That's cool too. Like Persephone. Yeah, I like that. 
in the intervening time, we've made a couple changes to the paths. We changed the name of Reverence to Radiance, so that mm-hmm. we the damage that does is 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 radiant damage. And we're kind of working away from pantheons being there's like a dedicated pantheon that all interacts with each other that every culture knows about because i think it's a lot you get a lot more opportunities for conflict if religions aren't if nobody has proof of any religion so you can have a bunch of different religions that are similar and maybe had different things so i mean that, like and, reality and also that would be location and culture based more than species yes. well i was thinking yeah they would have archetypes like regional sure you know like the celts they all worship the same idea. They just had different names for it. Right. Well, you can go yeah. through culture and find exactly, a sun, a sun yeah. god. You but know. just as a continent-spanning right. people, they had the same idea, just not the same names. So we did that. And then um, one of the at-will attacks from every path was moved to the core away from the step two. And that's to make it so that your core, whatever you pick as your core, has a long-lasting influence on the direction you go. So if I have one step into command and another step in Citadel, I could be a completely different character than somebody else who also has a step in Citadel and a step in command without crippling either of those paths. Also, archery was changed to marksman because we wanted to affect anything targeted. So it will help uh, spellcasters target people as well. We also try to come up with a way for each core to be its own exception to the basic game rules. And some paths already have that, like Scoundrel, that have sneak attack. You yeah. Know, that, that, that is a constant exception that no matter what other paths they go down, they have that in their back pocket. So Champion got one where they get plus one to all melee attack rolls and a challenge ability that is a swift action. Whenever the target of their challenge dies, they get plus one to their damage rolls until the end of the scene. So Champion's biggest benefit is the longer they are up in combat, the more powerful they become, like they feed off of it, which I think is a good image for somebody who thinks of themselves as a champion. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Also, Marksman, we debated this for a while about how to give them their own exception that will matter late game, and the one we came up with was Cover Fire. Whenever an ally misses with an attack of opportunity, you get to make a ranged basic attack against that target as an immediate reaction. And you can do that as many times as it happens per round. So the biggest thing we're going to work on today that I can think of is we need a per scene attack for every race that is not Tolden. I wrote a couple down, and uh, I was thinking the ones that should be easy is that the guff should get a charge. Yeah, done. Right, like a charging attack. Makes total sense. Okay. So how does that work? Is it enemies adjacent, and they can hit them and move them their speed, and then deal double damage or something like that would be pinning charge yeah could he also or do we uh, want them to just shift the target when you say shift the target is, is that different from moving them i guess i know i guess it's the same just the idea that if you're charging them like you could have the option to do double damage or like all right i'm gonna run towards them i'm charging and i'm gonna hit them with everything i got or i'm gonna throw my entire weight behind this and just move them oh what if you can do a charge we call it like point blank charge so you're adjacent to them and you hit them and you charge and they take attacks of opportunity What if you charge in a cone to where you could knock that person into another enemy behind them in that cone? Mm -hmm. So it'd be kind of like knocking someone ass over tea kettle into their friends would really off-put the whole party. Yeah, that could do it. So we just give them a small, like, three cone or something. If you're up against someone, you can... So instead of a a charge, as we're thinking, like, running in, Mm -hmm. it's like you... You hit them and they fly back. Kind of like a hip check in hockey and you just knock them into their friends if there's friends in that cone. That sounds like more like a Harad thing to me, though. Maybe. Then, then the guff sounds like... 
for charge makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. We could add that to Rod, and I do like the idea of a charge for the guff. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, it probably should be a running. I was just going to say that I feel like for the charging for the guff makes sense, but I like the idea of having the option of I'm going to hit him really hard or I'm going to maneuver them out of the way or like to throw my weight behind it. So you kind of have more than just like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's more than yeah. just, I hit him extra hard. There's an offensive and a defensive yeah. option. And that's also so a, a non-lethal option if you're like, if someone's being mind controlled or something and you got to get there quickly, you're like, uh, it's my own partner. I'm not going to kill them. So I'm just going to charge them, but use that charge to push them out of the beam or whatever. Hmm. So maybe maybe you can do the how about like uh you pick up an adjacent creature and you move your speed and this creature invokes attack of opportunities from all your allies. If you do this to an ally, he kind does like, not invoke attack like of opportunities. Like a bear hug. Yeah. You just get him in a big old bear hug and yeah. then everyone can stab him. Yeah, you call it like a railroad or something like that or yeah. you know. Um butterfly kisses. So so you can you can pick somebody up and move them and they invoke opportunity attacks of opportunity. We'll say as creature creature is moved your speed mm-hmm. along with you and that would be good because that would open that up to the marksman yeah so creatures moved your speed uh invoking opportunity attacks from your allies okay okay all right we got the guff who's next uh rod tail whip now we have a tail whip ability which is i think a reactive ability yes what about a bite Mm. I was thinking like their death roll could be like a grapple. Yeah. Because that's how crocodiles kill, right? Getting off your feet, Explain though, how the, the, what was the tail bad. The power? You got it in front of you, Liam. Immediate action, melee attack, trigger, you take damage from an attack, effect, the triggering enemy is knocked down, and you may use a move action. So it's a very defensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we need an attack. Yeah, knocking someone prone automatically is pretty good. That one's very good, but it's also not our Persian attack that we want. Right. That's our, yeah. I like bite, death roll... Those are cool. Oh, it's oh, called oh. chomp. If if They're... um if you chomp or like you bite or like whatever, what if the Hrod's saliva could be like the Komodo dragon? Like it's like if you bite somebody, attack? you poison them. That's a cool idea. Ooh, and then Hrod's just have like terrible breath. Minus two to charisma, but plus two to poison damage. What is that called with a uh, Komodo dragon? It's just bacteria. It's, it's just their it? saliva. It's the thing. Yeah, the infe- infectious bite. Infectious yeah. chomp. I like chomp. Better. Yeah, I like a chomp too. I so. think they just have a bunch of bacteria, and when they bite you, yeah, they make it, the wound terrible. Okay, yeah. and, but but it needs an immediate thing, which that isn't. So we can say like infectious chomp. It does. Um, it does damage. Decent damage. But the thing that's enjoyable about it is it's mm-hmm. a dot. Okay, so maybe it does. Uh, you, you you only have to nip at them. Well, here's the problem: the guff one a caster can use. Mm-hmm to help their allies out of situations without having to roll to attack. Yeah. For Hrod, a caster's going to have a hard time landing that. They already have, One, they already have Tail Whip, mm-hmm. which is just, there's no better defensive ability for right, a caster. Right. Like, that's already inbuilt, I think, in their immediate reaction. So you can kind of fudge it. Yeah. Also, you could chomp your enemy after you knock them prone. Yeah. What about something about their skin? Isn't their skin armored? That's yeah, already they get, a they get natural got. armor, yeah. Like, could they tuck in and... Hmm become like a damage sponge this stuff for them because tail whip is so good yeah how about just infectious chomp and they what's that deal 1d6 for three rounds do they they breach when they attack right they jump yeah i was gonna say is there a way we could give them like one time double their movement jump kind of thing we already give that to the cracks ah okay yeah yeah that's true so how about crocodiles are so fucking scary 
Yeah, they are. Also, for everyone's just FYI, I looked up the deal with the Komodo dragon bite. It's actually not bacteria in the saliva. They actually have two small venom glands in the lower jaw, um, which um, consists of a few toxic proteins that uh, causes effects of rapid blood loss, inhibition of clotting, paralysis, and extreme pain. Holy crap. Just a damage increase to anyone that hits them. Hmm. They become hemophilic. Blocks them from being healed. That's too good. That's really good, yeah. (laughs) How about... Okay, so you get it, one time you bite somebody and they're fucked. Because that's what a Komodo does. It bites you and then just walks after you till you die. How about it's a bite? If it hits, it does damage and grapples the target. All right. Does that work? And then yeah. whatever they and want the, to do the, after that's on them. Biting isn't something that only a fraud can do. Like anybody can bite an enemy. It's just the uh, idea of like using. <laughs> but you know, well, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be like, effective though. No, no, no. Yeah, no you're not, well, duh, yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, there's a rule for anybody if they want to bite. It should be similar for the fraud. But what makes it different is the idea of: Am I going to choose to use my venom? Am I going to choose to? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a conscious mm-hmm. decision to do it. We could just make it attack. Like attack. It does um, 2d6 of damage, and right. enemy is grappled, and that's it. Like, sure. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay. And then once you, oh, then oh, oh, oh. And then once you have an enemy grappled, you can then choose if you're going to infect them or poison them or whatever you want to do. So it's well, I like, kind of want to leave off poison from uh, like any, any kind of damage over time stuff that you don't have to constantly maintain as part of your turn. I want to leave off for now because we haven't done with disease or anything like that, and they should all be consistent. The ability that's special to him is that he can grapple you by biting you, but another feat that you could get if you're of a racial ability or whatever. So it's like, in other words, you could technically gra- – it's anybody that you have grappled, and grappling them with your mouth is easy because you're a harad. But in theory, mm-hmm. if you also grapple them with your arms, you could also do it because they're right there in front of you. But whatever. So. Right. Well, okay. Okay, well, how about cracks? Um, they're birds. How about like a, t- a kick with a talon or something? Oh yeah, like an ostrich or like a secretary bird. Yeah, you know, because it would take That's three something. people to fuck an ostrich. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. When All you right. said that, they can kill a lion with one kick. That just like. Well, I mean, they could. It doesn't yeah. mean it's ever happened. No, of course not. <laughs> a moose, however. <laughs> Was it like a third of all Canadian wolf deaths is from being kicked by moose? Yeah, yeah. Canadian wolves are dumb. No, they're not dumb. Just they're dumb. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> moose, moose are assholes. Yeah, they are. All right, they're like asshole tanks. Okay, so what about a kick? Maybe it's almost like a Johnny bicycle kick. Bicycle kick isn't a bad idea. I was thinking the shadow kick from Mortal Kombat. What, what's his face? Uh, Johnny Cage. Hmm. Do we like bicycle or like the sliding movement kick? I like bicycle kick. All right. Bicycle kick. You do three attacks. Yeah, they each do one d four, and have a and uh, if it crits, it blinds the enemy for uh, one round. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, I'll write that down. Kicks. Razor roosters. Just, you just yeah. I, I just imagine them like flapping up and just getting it, getting it hard. I like the idea of it blinding because like even their wings going would be like disorienting. <laughs> just any enemy you fight this. You get bicycle kicked in the face by talons, and these wings are just beating around your face. Just, ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> like, just completely <laughs> box their ears with these giant wings. <laughs> now, Gelt, man, Gelt has some good stuff already. They've got the discover weakness or discover mm-hmm. weakness thing where the next guy does a 1d10 extra. That's pretty good. I don't really want to make them too powerful. So maybe something like a like a burrow or a wall crawl or... More of like a physical feat that's, you know special yeah 
What if they can, like, go under legs? With, like, slippery attack or you something like that? You have, like, a that? tank, and you just go under them to get to the soft meat behind the tank. Maybe yeah. um, maybe if you're grappled, you can, like, slip out of it easier? Like, you're to... Well, this has got to be, atta- this has not to be an, an attack. Yeah, okay, not okay, an attack. Okay, okay, okay. Attack. So... Um, Hmm. So what if what if they can move their speed and do a melee basic attack without invo- at, at any point during the move? I think it move? should be half. Their full speed is a lot. That's a lot, man. Well, their full speed. Well, it might be four. You know, like if they're wearing armor, they're only moving four spaces, and that's still two, which is enough to get behind someone. Full, like full speed for light, mm-hmm. it just would make them really, really good. Yeah. Let's see. Um, maybe, um... I, I think half your half your movement is enough, because even with two, you could pop up behind someone, which would be great. Ma- it's maybe, true. Maybe it's, like, ground play, like, when, you, when you're when you in, like, UFC or whatever, and it's, like, you, you're working on your ground game, like, if you're just on... Just, be, just being prone doesn't mean that you can't attack. Oh, yeah, so being knocked down... Well, no, it has to be an attack. That's the thing. Right, I'm just saying, like... So, so maybe can, an attack while knocked down? Like, maybe yeah. an attack that's okay, and you can do it while knocked down? Yeah. So like so okay, so we'll go with Liam's idea then. We'll we'll say like uh you move half speed and can and can attack at any point during the movement. Well with anything. Just you can yeah, do, it's a, you can do a basic, basic or yeah. just no you do range basic too. Oh, okay. So you can do a basic attack at any point during the movement and you move half your speed without provoking. And you can do it from prone. What would be yeah, yeah. but like what's um what would be your move speed if you're prone, if you're like the human race, you know, like it, it'd be much Six. slower. Oh, if you're prone, no, you have to yeah. stand up. So you can't. You so if I so if I'm and this, flat this, on my is, stomach, this is the thing I want to I want to hear like I want to change prone to something else. <laughs> like I want to I, I want to call it knocked down. Yeah. Because you're either prone or supine, and I would much rather be prone than supine. And if you punch somebody in the face, they're not knocked prone. You know, it's just they're right. they're knocked down. Right. So I'm just like if I'm laying on my stomach, I'm not, and I crawl forward, I'm not going to move as fast, nearly as fast as if I was just walking. But right. for gelt. Maybe they just they don't move faster when they're on the ground, but they have a less of a penalty as well. So it's you know what I'm saying because like if you're well, you can't you can't take a move action while you're knocked down until you stand up Mm -hmm. normally, right? So these guys can take a move action while knocked down with this ability. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ashwin, I came up with one for the Ashwin. All right. All right. Which is just like a punishing screech where you just go and it knocks them down. Or to like hit some hard, does damage. Where do you have Screech for them? Is that I changed the name of that to Echolocation, Ooh. which I think says more. Yeah, definitely. Pun- punishing Screech, it is. All right, so that's Eshwin. Yep. Is that targeted, or is that just to anybody in the area? It's a cone. Okay. So it, it just does like a small amount of damage, but to a cone, which is a lot of enemies at once. Cool. Um, who else are we missing? We got the got- Savathians, Tiktani, Savathian. Yeah, I think Savakti and Tectani are all we got left. That's it, yeah. It'll be seven total, right? Because we have eight races. If we can give Tectani that cone thing to knock an enemy into another enemy. I don't know if the fish people would... What would being a fish do? (laughs) I was thinking maybe like an electric eel attack or something. But I I don't know. I I mean, like, everybody should be, like, a little bit more unique. Like, if anybody's slippery, it's them. Maybe some kind of, uh, I don't want to say mental attack, like... Think about Rikuo from Darkstalkers. Like, what's some cool-ass shit he does? He'll like blow up like a puffer fish, and he turns his hand into a conch shell. What is that? That's that's a specific type of fish. I almost don't want to. No, no. He do has that. he does like a hundred different fish attacks. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying like I don't want. I'm not sure I want the Savathian to be a specific type of fish. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let me see here. Maybe like an anglerfish, part of them glows with bioluminescence. But fish are so different. I know. That, how well, can you pick something? Because fish almost doesn't is a word that really doesn't mean anything. I do like bioluminescence maybe they all could have that they could do like a flash yeah a flash or or like a squid Ooh, yeah. where it's like distracting thing you mean like ink it just squirts ink just ink jets (laughs) rituo shoots ink (laughs) yeah that's not a bad idea well i was thinking like the they can camouflage right like that's not really an attack because they have chromatophores you can you can make that an attack yeah we could have a thing where you can't like camouflage a hit. And swordfish do that, too. You get one attack, and you camouflage before you do it. It disorients them, and you get it. Uh, you have the upper hand. That could work. Or maybe uh, you... Um... What if they can't be seen? No, it has to be an attack, No, right? an attack. And they, are, they already can breathe underwater, and they can already remember the past, yeah, which are there. okay. Yeah. Remembered past is really good. Yeah. Um, what if... This one should be a good one, because they don't. their racial abilities are just okay so they're not the, as good as anyone else's they could get a sneak attack from a frontal attack maybe they could they, just like, can't get, be seen maybe they could just get a sneak attack with um with double their weapon damage or whatever the ability was mm-hmm. they just do double what the base damage is so they like they they camouflage themselves and then they just get well what would they hit with maybe they've got um spines with, in their fingertips or with anything they have it just yeah. augments the attack that they are that they're already using so they do they do a basic attack Mm-hmm. It's like they, they flash to look like they're, yeah. they're doing something else because squid, there's a bunch of fish that can do it too. Okay. Their pattern becomes distracting and they do a basic attack and it does sneak attack damage. It's like major look, you know? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. But if you like feel someone sneaking up, I don't, you, I don't, know. I don't know about st- sneak attack damage because I almost want sneak attack damage to be able to stack with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Maybe sneak attack plus a d6. Mm. Hmm. Because it's already, if it does sneak attack, it's better than whatever the fucking Gelt can do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, it's So a sneak attack plus a d6? That'll work. Is that cool? Okay. Mm-hmm. So If you're using a sneak attack with it. I would say give them their first attack as a sneak attack. It is It is a basic attack plus a d6 as sneak attack. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And we can yes. say that, it's is it is it a bioluminescent thing, or is it that their skin like ripples in a way that just like makes it look like they're moving a certain direction and they're not you know like well yeah yeah like well squid and swordfish do this thing where they ha- they can make their bodies flash with patterns yeah without yeah. luminescence nice but okay. it's a distracting thing right so what if they just crit on anything above a four in general on everything on everything anything above like a four anything above a four is a nat 20 that's a really good yeah why would you play anything else yeah that'd be great um okay that's really powerful. So maybe we'll we'll think about that. Maybe instead of it doing sneak attack, it's just their basic attack plus a d6, or or it doubles whatever the base attack dice were. 
Was, but we'll, one, we'll, we'll deal with that later. It's That's per scene, once per scene, right? Yeah. I say maybe their first attack gets plus six or something because they're... It has to be an ability they can use. Yeah. Like, uh, as they can decide to your, use. Your a, first a, attack is less useful because you can use it less tactically. That's yeah. true. I'm just trying to think of their camouflage ability. They can't really become camouflage. They can just, like, pattern their skin. Yeah, they can trick. They can just do, like, a ripple movement, and mm-hmm. that's it. What's our last one? The Tiktani. 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 All right. Let's see. What's a good Percine attack? They've got multiple arms. They've got a carapace. They call on their ancient knowledge of their previous generations to, to really <laughs> slug it to a dude. They, mm-hmm. uh... They slap their thorax to make a drum sound. <laughs> Are we using action points? Is that no. going to be a thing we're using? No. Just give them an extra action. They get an extra standard action and a once a scene. Ancient knowledge. Oh. Or ancient inspiration. That is good. How do you make it feel like an attack? You use it for an attack. It ha- That one has to be used for an attack. Oh, we don't have to say it. It doesn't have to be. Could it be like, right? a, like a pheromone like marking system? So let's think of how you, you do an extra action. You'd be like a... It would be in it. You attack them with pheromones that could take damage, but it could also mark them. It's not a bad idea, but not all bugs use pheromones either. I know, but not all fish use. That's true. That's We're a good just point. doing our best. I like the idea that the extra action, because you could really change it up. Yeah. Or a, it's not limited to a path. It also seems to be in flavor with them. It'll just be an extra action. You can do an extra action. It can be whatever you want. Sounds good to me. And, and we'll figure out a flavor for it later. It's mechanically, we got an answer. Yeah. Well, I guess what's useful is that on our playtest, nobody's playing Tiktani and nobody's playing a Savathian, so work oh, that well. shit in. I think Tiktani was played so well, it would be. That's yeah, <laughs> true. It's true. It's It's been retired. Yeah. All right. Um, I moved all the daily attacks to step two. Good. So nobody starts off with daily. And then when they get it, because they're so powerful, like it, it would kind of, depending on the game you're playing, like you'd want to give them a couple, a couple combats in before they use something like well, that it, they're they're powerful enough and if you have enough players and you're only going to have a certain amount of encounters a day you can just pop one a scene and ruin that scene it's true so oh um each so i was trying to think of how to handle hit points and if i want it to be based on your endurance score and i don't think so i think it's probably right. better to every time somebody takes a step down a path that step grants them a certain amount of hit points so so that it's attached to the steps not some other thing. Right. So, But we do need a way for them to gain hit points when they increase their attributes. Otherwise, uh, everybody else is gaining hit points at a much faster rate. If you, go, if, you take steps instead of, if you take steps instead of increasing your attributes, you have way more hit points. Yeah. So I was thinking, what if, it, what if when you increase an attribute, it's just a die six plus your endurance total? The people who get the most health are Citadel and Zealotry, like six hit points per step. The the uh, then five then four for yeah for mid I mean, and then casters that works but it, I feel like the least amount of randomness you can put into hit points the better off you are because mm-hmm. that can you can ruin a character with a couple bad rolls right. permanently so what if it's what if it's four plus your endurance done okay great all right so that's good we got that one done um here's something that if we don't solve today we're gonna have to at least come up with some kind of explanation for we currently don't have a way to handle any kind of proficiencies like who gets what and why i mean i could i could make up some rules that like citadel starts off with this and this but how do you get proficiency later because you need to be able to get it hmm. like do you spend momentum i think you, you got to spend momentum got to spend momentum but what's it, who's limited by what you know what i mean because i think i think armor everybody has proficiency but there's a cost to 
increasing your armor. So, like, if you go medium armor, you take a penalty. So, the damage reduction is also your spell damage reduction. Mm-hmm. If you have six armor, you also deal six less damage every time you cast a spell. And if you're wearing heavy armor... Can we make an exception for the Harad's increase to armor? Oh, their natural armor? Yeah. Does not, that would not, yeah, that does that not, would not count, because right. that could get bad. Right, it doesn't penalize them. Would it be related to like what we're doing with careers? Like, why would you have proficiency with that weapon? Yes, I think... Mm-hmm. I, but that, that, that brings up the next thing. I, mm-hmm. I said a couple things. The next thing is, how do you get better at a profession? I think these two answers have to be related. We were discussing this uh, before. Profession trees. Yes. That that can scale as well, mm-hmm. but are less involved than the steps down paths. And the other thing we do is, yeah, uh, do a similar thing with proficiencies where you spend momentum, less momentum than a full path, and you just get a mi- little minor bonus. And you can just kind of throw them out there when you want. Almost like 10 momentum. Yeah, just something. Mm-hmm. And then like if you want to become, uh, if you want to increase your skill at your profession by what what if it's in increments of two all right so like um if you have your profession it's a plus five to whatever right and then you spend 15 and you want to become better at that you get a plus two so now you're at plus seven to all that stuff but if you're like oh well i want to start doing this other profession you get plus two to all of that as your secondary or should we just stick it at plus should be plus five and just keep going up because i don't here's my worry with current dungeons and dragons and pathfinder starfinder I'm playing a cleric in Pathfinder who has a 17 in sense motive and a 14 in knowledge religion. He's only level 8. So level 20, what will those be? 30. Right. And is every check I'm going to do in those for those things, are they going to become that much more difficult as we go? If they if they are, they shouldn't. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no reason why it should be the only opportunities to climb things that are related to the adventure we're on is just by the end, if I'm, you know, if, if I have a plus 30 in climb, it's because I, I want to climb a flat thing. Yeah, they're all sheer, yeah. all featureless. Every, yeah, for some reason, all the terrain changes to suit what the difficulty is. I, I don't think I like that. I think you start off with one profession, maybe it takes 15 momentum, 10 or 15 momentum to get a plus two and all that, or mm-hmm. to take a secondary, you keep getting plus two and plus two and plus two. And that feels well, like a decent cost. Or, or, mm-hmm. if, or if you want another profession, it's significantly more and it's also plus five and then now you have two professions that you can level up that's not a bad idea so then you can you can again you can diversify yourself to death but you'll also be less effective yeah so maybe it's like if you want if you want a second full profession could you take on any profession for a negative because like what there's nothing stopping me from going to another job that i don't know you know well i would think i just have a negative to that well why would you need a negative instead of the the difficulty just being too hard i'm saying just to allow like you know you could be a shopkeeper and then go out and be a lumberjack there's nothing right but let's say how okay well let's say like i'm just saying for an opening to like would that be something where you could just do any job what i'm saying is i don't understand the question because because if i'm saying like let's say i'm a invest like i'm a a Mm -hmm. detective okay and then i want to be a carpenter yes the skill that it takes to to make this table that is like really ornate might mm-hmm. be 22 exactly and there's just i can't do it because yes. i can never i don't have i have zero okay. bonus to it you know what i, mean? I was just i was thinking maybe we're limiting but if we're not then that's fine yeah i, w- I would think the yeah. difficulty should speak for itself and we also give people that if they're talented and they're profession they get they roll twice and apply their bonus so how do you guys feel about just plus two being the increments you can increase by? i enjoy that okay unless you want to pick up a secondary profession but what guide do we give the dms as far as allowing that because i do feel like that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me in these other systems is that i leveled up i never once used my knowledge religion but i'm better at it 
you know, like I, I got better at it this level somehow. Because when, when I level up next level, I'm going like you I'm studied in, it in your off time. I mean, there's the, I mean, I get what you're saying. And there is that that Skyrim approach of the more you do a thing, the better yeah. you are at it. Doing that without an automatic system governing that is impossible. Pretty much. Let me make a counterpoint. Because, well, also, if I didn't climb anything and there was no off time, because I'm going to level up during yeah. a dungeon. Yeah. Now I've, I'm better at climbing and we didn't do any. You know, <laughs> so um, I think the counterpoint to that is you give DMs a guide about milestones to decrease the cost, the momentum cost of improving it. Okay. Does that make sense? That could work. Okay. So we can figure that out later. Like maybe... Until it's reasonable, like, oh, yeah, you did this for a while. If anybody wants to pick up a plus two in this profession, you can. it's only going to cost you, you know, ten momentum or five momentum because you've been doing it for so long. That sounds like a good bargain. Okay. Like, you climb ten walls. Yes, you got better at climbing. Right. Or you've all been swimming a whole bunch. This has been reduced in cost based on the amount you've been mm-hmm. doing it. Right. If anybody wants to pick up swim as a talent, if you've got room for it. Now is the time. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. Because then it, it attaches skills and your ability to do things in the future to what you've done and are doing, which mm-hmm. is better. And that feels more natural. Okay. And I got to tell you, I am shitting bricks about... Literally? Yeah, literally. I'm shitting bricks about DMing this one next time. I know I've DM for everybody present before in a custom RPG, but this is... Uh, it's so much more complete than last time that it feels like it's going to be... Uh, really interesting. I'm looking forward to butchering what I think an alligator person would sound like when they talk. <laughs> Have you guys picked out your voices yet? I think he's going to be jowly. Just like very, very out here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kind of jowly. Everything's just, hey guys. I'm, I made a list of a hundred voices that I'm going to roll a D100 for when I can't think of somebody's voice. And I'm going to stick with that. And obviously for patrons, if you, if you're one of the first people to hit our $10 tier, you get to create an NPC with a couple facts about them, what race and uh, what they look like, and then who voices them. And I have to try to make it work. This will be, this will be fun. I think. Um, Like a crack scary Busey. Yeah. We'll give you a crack scary Busey. Oh, so I was thinking specifically Max about your character. Dr. Professor Kelton Mandegrove. (laughs) Yes. So Poole's character is an inquisitor from the church. Yes. What if the church hired you because you have done archaeology before and this inquisitor hasn't, but you're not a member of the church? So... Like the way that like priests would hire, hire artists, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So if I was like politely asked to leave my university and uh, the church was like, hey, if you want to come work for us. Yeah, we, we, we do digs sometimes. You've yeah. done this before. Now, have you mm-hmm. worked with have you worked with Keith's character before? I don't think we would have worked together, but I think we would know some of the same people for okay. working. Is because he is he tied into a university system? I can't remember what he said. No, are you tied into a university system? I was going to be just because he's a professor, but I, like I said, if he's more of a conspiracy character, maybe he was uh, not involved with that university anymore. Okay. Well, I need uh, you need to give me some information about that university. Yeah, I will make that. And um, I was thinking, I'm giving you a foreman slash diviner who's an asshole female gelt who's like a wolverine. Hell yeah! And she's in charge of the men who do the digging. Like snick, snick. You, like you plan you plan the stuff. You tell her what to do, mm-hmm. and she's like, "All right, boys, come on, let's do, let's get it done." So I like that. I feel like Kelton would be so sitting. she'd be my boss. Max's character. Professor Mandergrove uh-huh. would be would be your boss, but the church hired you. So I think if there's a project being managed in the church's eyes, uh, Poole's character is managing it. Okay. 
in everyone else's eyes, Kelton Mandergrove is managing it because all of the people that get bossed around report to him. Keith's character is looking out for the interests of what we have now decided is a Tiktani civilization underground that discovered the object, and he has worked with them multiple times and is the primary point of contact to them. Okay. You are the local guide. I'm I'm the tomb, local tomb raider, yeah. You're a mage. Mm-hmm. You know the people of the area better than anybody, and you're trusted in some sense yeah. <laughs> to do to like know what's going on. I got some interesting so stuff if, to lay, lay upon you. Like Keith's character got in because he went to the church and like, oh, you know, I hear you're doing a dig. I can get a hold of Trod. Keith would have to worm himself into the church. Yeah, I think to get hired on right. If, if this collective hires Keith. Yeah. Then he's the guy who, who he has gets to, hired because yeah. he's like, I can get a hold of Trod, and they're like, no soloists are working on this because they don't stay close to the collective. Mm-hmm. So they hire Keith's character, and Keith's character brings on Trod, who yeah. is Liam's character. Hey guys, because he's got to help. He's got to help you deal with some shit that's going on locally, which I'll uh-huh. reveal to you guys at the time. All right, that, that sounds great. Your character will have known about. So I like that my guy got fired from university and is working for the church, mm-hmm. and they don't give a shit what he says. He's just. Right. Kind of, hey, look over here, look over here. And Poole's character doesn't have to like you either. No. Because they wouldn't ask his opinion about your character. They just want to make sure that nobody's screwing up. And that's his job is to be there to make sure. So the only path whose core exception that we don't have a good answer for right now is zealotry. All right. So what is unique about a character who starts off as a zealot? And this is our flavor on Paladin, right? Essentially. Paladin and Cleric. Okay. An Avenger and all those different, you know, archetypes of, of the magical warrior with the blade. A champion gets better as they increasingly end foes. Yes. A zealot does more damage as it is damaged. Hmm. That's not bad. But then again, like, if you get healed, it comes back up? Like, your, your damage decreases? No. It's a it's it's more about the... Um, that would be cool. Don't heal me. Don't the, heal me. The, no, it's more about... I think it's more about, like, the flagellant kind of like oh, the punishment, punishment kind of like punishment <laughs> they get off on being hurt and they want to hurt others maybe you really it's were raised bad. catholic weren't you <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah. he's he has three irish names in his name <laughs> which is all of them i only have three what we gave radiance um and we didn't talk about this is that as a uh swift action they can designate somebody as like a soul link and that person takes less damage equal to their charisma but that damage gets transferred to the person that damage gets transferred to the person with radiance and then it keeps building their at will attack in their core allows them to take all of the damage done since transferring that link and mm-hmm. deal it to a target oh shit and their other at will was changed so that they can target an ally or an enemy and deal a d6 plus charisma to an enemy or a d8 plus charisma to an ally as healing it's good and that that can be used as a basic range attack so what could be Zealotry's equivalent. I mean, getting damage, that's good. But I feel like my worry about it is that taking damage is the Citadel's job. Yes. So maybe something... Citadel's job is not just going to be taking damage. It's also avoiding damage in fun ways. Yes, but also because they'll typically have damage reduction... They want to direct it all towards them Uh and then soak up all the heals. What if as the fight goes on, they're able to shrug off a little more damage? Maybe. Maybe they just get into like a frenzy, a holy frenzy kind of thing. I, I want to stay away from things that are immediate reactions because because both Citadel and Marksman mm-hmm. have, Dude, that's, yeah. they have thing. that. And things where it's a swift action to designate a person something because now that's Champion and Decay and Radiance. So Sneak Attack is the only thing that's situational that we All have. Right. We could do something situational. 
like positioning wise or uh it's like sneak attack only it does a debuff it's not a bad idea just they terrify the fuck out of somebody what is a debuff that a zealot would be able to give well, if, if they're taking a lot of damage, maybe it freaks out the enemy a bit. They're like, he's fighting even stronger. <laughs> like, it's like they don't quite understand it. But that's stacking That's stacking two things. True. Yeah, no. So they just um, take a blade and cut their own face. So like, <laughs> what are you going to do? How should they function? And then we can figure out. if. Let's talk about debuffs. Yes. We don't have any character that does that at all, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, is it, who offers a debuff? Nobody. Nobody. So let's talk about debuffs. What are the debuffs? Minus to armor. They take a negative to uh, their ability to dodge or soak damage. Mm-hmm. They take a negative to hit mm-hmm. against you. Or to deal damage. Or to deal damage. Um, they movement speed. Oh, which Ooh, mo- movement, movement speed is, I kind of like. Well, ice has movement True. speed stuff. All right. Um, so. Hmm. So should it make... So the question is, should it be defensive and inhibit an enemy's ability to deal damage, or should it be offensive and make them easier to hit? Well, I think I think if you are core zealotry, you are strictly offensive. Okay. I mean, I mean zealots, one, the main flavor is that they heal allies as they attack. Mm-hmm. So, like, they the idea is they do, like, explosive radiative healing. So they'd make them squishier. Maybe. Maybe whenever... Um, you can make it like Tiger Fear, where they're just a little more terrifying. So if, if if a lot of these zealotry attacks do things where there's a radius around you mm-hmm. of a secondary effect, maybe any enemies caught in that effect uh, have something done to them. Like maybe maybe they just take the damage. Yeah. So if your core zealotry, enemies take damage from it. If you're not, allies get healed from it. I mean, yeah. allies get healed no matter what. And if your core zealotry, the enemies take damage. Which is like of your charisma or something or whatever we're using to for charisma that isn't it's charisma it's charisma all right yeah that's okay but it would suck so that would suck against single targets well it'd be fine against single targets because they would just take more damage so if you hit let's say you hit an enemy and you deal you deal your attack damage Uh and then you do this nova of charisma Mm -hmm. that heals everybody around you they're still going to take extra damage from that which is good right but um how does that help you if you are then a champion in the way that sneak attack helps somebody who goes core scoundrel then how would how would being core zealotry help you if you take a step down champion what does champion do champion just so core champion yeah you can designate people as your challenge you can challenge the people and if they die you and, get plus one the, to your damage and, and the going. secondary thing is they just start doing more damage yeah which you could do champion zealotry, yeah, and you still get that benefit of champion if you do all zealotry attacks from then on. Yes. So, and you would gain extra damage as you destroy foes. Yes, that would be great. Still, well, no, I'm saying if your core zealotry, you yeah. don't get that, and you go to step down champion, you don't get champion's core ability where you get plus one to damage for okay. designation. What's what's the secondary one? Secondary what? What's the thing that you get if you take a path down? champion it's not your core that's what i'm asking <laughs> oh we don't know what that is we don't know what zealotry grants you that would be worth going core zealotry and then branching out so if you go marksman core you i thought that's what group. we're discussing with the nova well it is what we're discussing but it doesn't help you if you're champion if you if you start off core zealotry and go champion you use champion abilities it doesn't matter that your core zealotry nothing it doesn't augment you at all because you're not doing that nova you can't do that nova doing other things 
All right. Well, maybe that's maybe that's the uh, the thing. Maybe you can do the Nova, but that might be way overpowered to be able to heal every attack. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's or maybe every what? attack you do, you deal charisma damage damage. Yeah. To in a in a burst one. Well, just re- in, uh, you can also reverse it compared to radiance or reverence, uh-huh. where you heal more than you do damage. Well, this one, the heal is not as good as the damage that you can deal. So it's mm. more. It's it's more advantageous to be surrounded by enemies than surrounded by friends. But if you are surrounded by friends, still great. Maybe. So it's something where it, yeah, instead of a, even instead of a charisma heal, it's just like one or two points of uh, a hit. But it's every hit, and that can stack, and that can be useful. Or you could be off on your own and just doing damage. Mm-hmm. So maybe you, because there's a limit that people are going to be able to heal, be healed, right? And yeah. it doesn't matter where it comes from, right? So what if it's you deal, so this may be too powerful, but what if every time you land an attack of any kind, like a targeted attack, you deal your charisma as healing and damage? Yeah, that's great. In a burst one. That might be too, you're right, that might be too good. We might have to tweak that. Right. But if they have, uh, it doesn't, this isn't going to like eat through damage reduction, right? Uh, Yeah, I think, well, I think if you would treat an attack... So if you do, well, would would damage from different sources, it would be treated differently by damage reduction, right? Yeah, because I we think our armor, yet. yeah, yeah, it, it would be like, you hit me with your, so if somebody has a BB gun, mm-hmm. okay, and they hit me with a sword and it kind of hurts me a little bit, and then somebody shoots at me with a BB gun, I don't feel it still, yeah. even though that guy hit me. You know, it, 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 well, I'm just saying, like, the, the radiant burst damage also becomes more interesting, because then it's better against soft targets if damage reduction mm-hmm. still works well i think everything's better against soft targets so maybe that's that's good enough uh yeah okay let's let's play with that because that makes zealotry very powerful for having there's a very good case to make zealotry a frontline fighter to yes. keep everybody else up and if his other abilities are good enough he never has to leave the front line and you don't need another healer and it also provides a situation where if you don't have someone who's core healer you can have an off healer and make a functioning group by dividing the task. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm into that. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, sounds good. I just gotta see it in action. <laughs> and uh, I don't think anybody's going zealotry. I think I think Pool is going radiance yes. and marksman. When we're not sure which core he's going to take. Yeah. Because both of there's good reason to do either. Right. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank the Homebrew Hombres for joining me here. This has been RPG from Scratch. Find us on Twitter at Homebrew Hombres. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash RPGFS. And you can find us on Instagram at RPG from Scratch. All right. And remember, guys, we run a Patreon, and the Patreon is where you get all the goodies. I mean, there's at the $1 tier, you're going to get everything we cut out of this conversation, <laughs> which will be a substantial amount, as well as access to some of the older stuff we did, where uh, including the old playtest. Also, at 2 bucks, you get our character sheets. At 3 bucks, you get to vote. At 5 bucks, you get all the PDFs we make, period, the end. And at 10 bucks, you get to create an NPC. We'll have more stuff, but the people in the $3 tier get to vote for what they want the most. So thank you guys. Thanks for listening. And we don't have a sign-off still. Y'all come back now, you hear? What was it? Um, good night and go fuck yourselves. Except for your mothers. I'm sure they're lovely. Good night and take a full rest. <laughs> oh, I like that. Good night, stand watch, and get a full rest.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 